in the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello dog fans and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast because everything matters including kicking the fucking shit out of Washington State and our rivals, 10 win fucking seasons uh, and uh, a very full Pat podcast cast this evening uh, with a couple potentially joining us momentarily, but I am your host, Hooligan7, joined tonight by Hood Husky, Johnny Tugs, UWF Mac, DJ K. Woody, UW Squints, Twitter Assassin Extraordinaire, and UW Leah. Welcome back, y'all. We've missed you. <laughs> hey. Go dog. Yeah. Hey, what's what up? Are doing? Go dog. <laughs> Nice just fabulous. Uh, yeah, full full on turkey and full on just wins, just W's. <laughs> so good. Washed down with a side of Oregon or with a, a an a one and a half gallon of Oregon tears. <laughs> mm. so what a weekend <laughs> for for Could our. There have been a more perfect weekend, dogs. I mean, like. We obviously took care of our business. OSU had an, an amazing comeback mm-hmm. against uh, that team down south. Michigan took care of their business. And then we got a couple of favors. Um, you know, LSU lost and I mean, uh, Clemson lost. I would have liked so, that Cal um, went over yeah, UCLA. Pretty. Because I, as yeah, a football fan, I would have Fair. liked to see you yeah. play USC in just an absolute barn burner shootout. Offense is going up and down Agreed. the field like crazy. I, I feel like if we... Unfortunately, if we were in that game and we lost it, I feel like they would gift the Rose Bowl to the Ducks, unfortunately. Ah, a good point. H to H is going to play a part there, but yeah, I agree. I feel that. Loser of the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, loser of the the Pac-12 championship game is not really in an ideal spot. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's their own fault. They lost to Oregon, who had a one-legged quarterback, (laughs) so whose fault (laughs) is that? Wait, so you're you're saying Utah wouldn't have uh, went up three spots if we were well, in the actual championship? Well, and, and, and we can segue momentarily oh, right into uh, it's not a stupid tweet, but it is unfathomable stupidity in college football. <laughs> so the University of Washington was at last week ranked higher than Utah in the CFP. We went on the road and beat Washington State, who is bowl eligible. Oh, we'll get there. Set. Seven win Wazoo. Utah goes on the road and beats Colorado. But without further ado, yes, beverages of the evening. But Boo Corrigan, you are the dumbest man in college football this week. Congratulations. Uh, Hood, what do you got tonight? Oh, uh, uh, me first. All right, let's do it. Uh, so, you know what? I said I was going to only mention a beer. I got the, the Holy Trinity over here. You know what I'm saying? I got the Santa Cruz <laughs> organic raspberry lemonade that I'm tapping on. I got, you know, my little hydro flask of, of my water. 32 ounces, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, never too hood for Hollywood. I got, you know, the, the Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA. Really ex- inexpensive, you know, to the roots. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Well, praise God for for that holy trinity there. Johnny Tugs, how about you, bud? Hey, hallelujah. Yep. Uh, I'm drinking uh, a, a lemonade spin drink nice, with nice. uh Got a kid? Got a kid? What does that even mean? 
<laughs> it's it's a seltzer with vodka. <laughs> F Mac, how about you, sir? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I heard Squints was going to be on, so I had to dig into the cabinet and get myself a Kentucky Mule. Well played, well played. Hey, hey, nice. Squints, are nice. you uh, on the on the Kentucky Mule train as well, or, or what do you have this evening? No, I'm going the uh, high quality H2O tonight. Uh, still getting over being a little sick, so gotta gotta hydrate. Keep going around. Exactly. I think you've been roasting people all, while being sick. sick. Bring out wow. the extra snark. <laughs> hey, hey, we all have our we all have our flu games. Right? <laughs> you and Jalen McMillan. <laughs> yeah, like hey, come on, DJ. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> I also got some high quality H2O. The the 32 ounce Hydro Flask hood, just like you. And dang, the uh, Tug's drink sounded pretty classy until the way Hooligan just described it afterwards. <laughs> it made it not seem as nice, but I'm sorry, good. Tugs. I didn't mean to assassinate the the class the class quotient. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no judgment from from me, uh, Leah. How about you? <laughs> Um, I am done with this term of school, just waiting for hopefully impending good grades. And thank you. And I've got some 14 hands winery, hot to trot, smooth red blend. So I'm feeling mm. hot to trot like after that. our shellacking in the Palouse of the Makes sense to me. And uh, would have felt better to. Um, mm. I have uh, something that I purchased uh, in hopes of victory last Saturday. I've got a little tradition. Uh, when the Huskies win the Apple Cup, I crack a cider. Uh, so I have an Incline Cider Company Imperial Hazy Honey Crisp uh, cider. No complaints. Mm. This alcoholic apple juice is quite it's nice. Tasty. <laughs> Can't go wrong. At McDonald's or so so. Adult. <laughs> wait, wait, Leah. I I thought you were gonna tell. I thought you were going to tell everyone about your thoughts of school being canceled tomorrow. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just like... Another reason why I'm drinking because I don't have to get up at 6.45 to take my daughter to school because it has been big fat canceled, even though there's a, probably a quarter of an inch of snow on my ground. But my daughter goes to private school, so she doesn't go to school down the block. She goes to school about five miles away. But I have to tell you, I'm over there it's fine foot, too. So. So. That's okay. hella. Must be, uh, must be run wow. by... Uh, some cougars. We know how they perform in snow. They gotta. I know Miles Baskin can ride a cougar toboggan oh ball all the way to the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So they're the ones who are in charge of these snow plows. That's why everything is all messed up. Oh man. Um, so we, we did to talk about the the stupidity of the CFP rankings. Uh, but anybody have any stupid tweets, Leah? Go ahead. I, it's not a tweet. It's just um, a call out of our conference. Um, the stupid tweet being that they're hyping Caleb Williams for the Heisman Trophy. And he, the, he absolutely yeah. is a candidate. No shade to Caleb Williams. He's an amazing player. But there is another candidate, and his name is Michael Penix Jr. He's having an amazing season. And so I, I equally blame the Pacific 12 Conference and our athletic department for not hyping him up because he's absolutely deserving of that. I completely agree with that, man. Absolutely. 
yeah, do you really want to, as somebody pointed out, it's like, when I agree with, well, I'm, I said it earlier this week, it's rare that I agree with John Wellner. But it's like, mm. conference, do you really want to piss off one of your anchor, or at least currently still an anchor program in your conference by completely ignoring one of their players? Or, you know, irritate them by having the CFP committee say, elevate Utah? It's almost like playing seven games that kick off after 5 p.m. It's almost like that doesn't actually increase your profile because the people who actually need to watch it don't watch it. Weird. Or, you know, people out there like RJ Young, who, despite what happened this weekend, still had Oregon ranked above Washington. He has to be a troll. There's no, that guy. If we're being honest, it's hard to pay attention to everything. But if you're going to have a platform like somebody like RJ Young has, you, you're you paid to pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. All the voters, you're paid to pay attention to everything. You know, I get this week was like a, let's just you know put the, the conference uh, uh, championship game competitors above other people. Like I get that that's just what they were trying to do, but it's yeah. It's manufacturing drama that doesn't need to be manufactured. I don't. It's like, fucking dumb. That's, that's the, just, the, like, yeah, the issue I, I have with the with, with expanding the playoff to 12. It's everything they're trying to do to, like, to make the sport more compelling. Make the sport more compelling. I'm like, the sport's compelling and is fucking compe- compelling as hell if you just, like, watch it and pay attention to it. You don't need to manufacture drama that if you understand the history of what's going on in the first place. Um, was- I do have a stupid tweet. Uh, and it goes out to our, our former GC compadre for at least some of us, uh, at Big Game Boomer, uh, listing the 25 best uh, schools for uh, opportunities in the transfer portal and not including the University of Washington because our offense didn't really do anything this year. There's not any money in Seattle. It's not one of the best cities in the country to live in. So cheers to you, BGB. I got a I got a funny tweet. It's uh it's from uh, our buddy down south, Jay Hop. It's talking about how Oregon is a stepping stone program, and then and then he re- quote tweets himself saying that uh, Oregon is also in the top ten of the hierarchy. I thought I just thought that was really funny. The top ten. Yep, of coaches, giving coaches uh, and things like that. Yeah, I would say it's the. I saw that one. Too. Uh, an elite, probably top three, hierarchy school. But in terms of the actual hierarchy, yeah, hop the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's hop. I think I I think he legit. Well, I don't know if he believes that or if he's just you know playing to the hype. You know, Oregon Twitter, right? But sometimes it's hard to tell, like who's gaslighting for engagement, who literally believes what they're saying. (laughs) It's like. And so I, you know, I'm not always good at you know selectively engaging, but it's it's impossible to tell. No, I think you're right, F Mac. There's yeah. so much clickbait out there that it's like it's impossible to know if like you really believe this or you just they're, want the engagement. To totally spin true. Things like um, when when Dan was initially hired and stuff like that, a lot of people had a lot of skepticism around Dan, around Kenny Dillingham, around, and then it seemed like they started communicating with the staff, and the staff was like, "Shut the fuck up." Like or or like help us out, you know what I mean? Like don't don't be a detriment to the program. Help the program out, and then a lot of people's you know tones changed really fast. So 
to the point of overcompensation. So, got to take the moment to recognize that we have been joined by the Darker Knight, aka tonight. Uh, all they saw was purple. And, and Leah, I apologize uh, for not mentioning that your your sign on tonight with uh, along the lines of what you were saying in terms of the marketing decisions or lack thereof from the conference. Yes, our conference does suck balls. <laughs> You're Darker welcome. Night. Uh, how you it's doing tonight, true. sir? Yay! Yadis. Playboy. All right, we'll wait. We can wait a second. You might have left for a second. Yeah, go ahead, DJ, right. and then F. I got, I got, I got one tweet. Okay. It's a long yep. one. Oh, sorry, F. Mac. F. Mac, go ahead. You had your hand oh, up. I was just gonna go. say, how about the. How about the booster who booked an eleven thousand dollar suite in Vegas <laughs> when Oregon was up when they were up twenty one? Wasn't points. it multiple? Oh my god! It, it it was well. I don't know if it was one suite or or like a group of suites or a block. It was like eleven Jesus. grand. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. <laughs> so, that oh, love it. oh my god! I love it. It's beautiful. Oh. Okay, uh, so mine is not a recent one, but it's popped up again from our our guy, Nick Cody, (laughs) Amazon driver out of Seattle. So he posted a year ago, last November. Like I said, it's a little long. UW fans don't understand. It's not Jimmy. It's not Jen. It's not the poor dog you trot out there and forced to watch your crappy football team. It's you. It's the fans. No one likes you, and you brought all of this on yourselves be better than maybe your teams might improve. And he just got absolutely roasted this last week to where he turned off Twitter replies to his tweet and was crying for many hours after this, after hey, it got Nick, going viral again. Doctor's supposed to quack, not go. Is a loser. <laughs> 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 not a chicken. <laughs> Act <Yeah>. like it. <laughs> Chicken run, duck run. Well, and I, and I think Jake, uh, our buddy Jay Cap would say this if he'd been able to join us uh, yet. Uh, but also, uh, Nick Cody, you probably should be the last person to try and talk any academic prowess, Smack. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> what? Why? Who again? Uh, is Nick Cody uh, the last one to talk about? Academic uh, and eligibility academic at Oregon. Part. You know, vaunted, tough. Stanford level requirements to <laughs> stay on the football field. You guys are cold blooded. <laughs> I didn't even know they had that. Guy. <laughs> Oregon and Arizona State, apparently, now, you know. Wow. I do not have a stupid tweet. I think, I think a lot of, I think we can kind of pick on Oregon fans in regards to stupid tweets. So, uh, damn near everything they say every day, every day with like, oh, yeah, the possible exceptions of a couple occasionally. Can I, okay, I'll actually say, how about this? Not stupid tweets, but how about stupid spaces? As soon as, (laughs) as soon as, uh, that Oregon State loss happened, I saw like a lot of that old off season, uh, energy in their spaces. So that was real fun to kind of listen to. Saw a lot of faces and names that I haven't seen in a long time. You know, uh, people who stole money from people and things like that. <laughs> so shout out to him being the host. Oh, he came and a back. Lot of, uh, oh, no. A lot of people participating, still in the love. You know, steal, 
stealing money they didn't earn? What was the defense of staff at Oregon? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tosh was donated too. Too. <laughs> Who do you think is at Oregon? Is it going to be our friend Junior Please. Adams? I think they. Please. they go outside of it, but. Uh, he's the right man for the job. Have, they'll have more transfers next year. That's one thing you can you can know that's coming from his room. Is people don't want to be in it. <laughs> uh. I'd be shocked if they if they didn't go outside, you know, and, and didn't give it to Junior Adams. But uh, really, I, I think if they don't give it to Junior Adams, it's a sign of huge disrespect to him. And you know, he's got to really consider if he's going to be there long term. You know. Well, who's that's been true. That's true. I mean, come on. Not that I actually well, believe that, but I would like to stir that pot. Basically, everybody that's already yeah. announced that they're transferring out from the University of Oregon, <laughs> which is a list. It's crazy, it's crazy how, you know, we yeah. didn't think any stupid tweets from Wazoo meant anything or anything like that. They're literally the opponent we played, and we don't even, we didn't take them serious. We didn't care. We had players that, we had up to 10 players each day not practicing, you know what I mean, and you know, the team and the fans still remained confident and still went out there and cooked them. So it's just super funny how we smacked them and it's like, oh, yeah, they're not even part of being trolled. Like, that's just what we're supposed to go in there and do. I do like how they had an entire game plan I, I, for when they lost, how they're going to keep us off of their 50-yard uh, line. So I, they did, they did, yeah, they did more game you know planning for oh, that than they did in the point. actual game. Squims, it just means that they're way That's better true. at losing than we are. So just, just I, I don't remember which okay. Husky fan said it. It might have been Dog206 that uh, pointed out that uh, it's probably the best defense that somebody at a Crimson <laughs> shirt played all night. <laughs> played all night. Bro, I thought it was a player that said that. I'm glad you corrected that because I might have threw somebody on a bus. I shouldn't have deserved it. But. I could be wrong. Honestly, yeah, I, I think, think Jackson, Jackson said, it. said it. Yeah, I like, think Jackson was Jackson, it was not it was not personal. Sure well, well done, it. sir. Elite trolling. That's like, I mean, somebody else may have said it, but I feel like Hood's right. Like, I feel like Jackson said it first. And we're back and now joined, as promised, by the Darker Knight, a.k.a. tonight, all they saw was purple. And J-Cap, how are you gentlemen doing this evening? Doing well, doing well, man. You know, just getting ready for for this Rose Bowl, hopefully. Other than that, I'm good. Hell yes. J-Cap, what have you got uh, beverage-wise? I got a little good old vitamin R. Hey, oh my God, vitamin R. Adam, 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 (laughs) vitamin R. Uh, Darker night. How about you, man? Man, I'm slow sipping on a vitamin water. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm doing. There you go. <laughs> Different kinds of vitamins. That's ridiculous. Hey, right. Team hey. hey. <laughs> Don't even lie, J Cap. You were slow late. Crumble cookies. Oh Don't my even goodness, lie. dude! I wit. I was earlier today. You but and them damn cookies, not bro. Right before this. Damn. Wait, wait. You were eating crumble, crumble cookies. I can't believe that. What's that? <laughs> you're like you're like Ocho Cinco, right? J Cap versus Science, right? Yeah, they're not cookies; they're a little Hell cupcakes. Effect. They're big cupcakes. 
Hella true. They're cookie vitamins. They're cookie vitamins. I got one right by my job, and I'll be like, Lord, please. A little muffin, muffin vitamin, Jim Gaffigan reference? Was that I love one? Jim Gaffigan. Yes, they're like muffin vitamins. Either. They're so small. <laughs> Thank you. Either, either that or J-Cap's gonna, J-Cap's gonna turn blue in his next uh, <laughs> next time you see him. It'll be sound like the cookie monster. Bro. <laughs> like huskies. J-Cap, bro, you got any stupid tweets, bro? Like, we've been cooking, folks. You got any stupid oh tweets? God. I'm sure you have been. I missed the beginning, but I I bet I do. I would have to find him. Give me, I don't... Give me a minute. We... we, we we were discussing Nick Cody and the I think you commented about the academic I I, I gave you the oh, shout out about pointing yes. out that, that was Nick Cody's oh not the person that should ever <laughs> talk about academic prowess. Literally <laughs> academically ineligible at Oregon. Also he said calling for academic prowess. What the fuck does that even you gotta mean? You got a call for it. What are you, you saying? Yeah, get on the phone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You're confusing that with your day job. It's not customer service at Amazon. It's academic prowess customer service line. That's ridiculous. So, uh, (laughs) I'm at a loss for words. No, it was just mostly uh, any of the Oregon fans. Even though we didn't play them. I know. I I will say the the one that I will shout out is, uh, you know, at Go. Saying, oh, you know what, petty and bitter Husky fans going to make, you know, or, or Husky players going to, you know, plant the flag on our field. And I'm like, dude, you invented petty and bitter. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> also, he got ratioed mm-hmm. so hard, Hooligan. That was delicious. He gets ratioed is this, every is this time. Moore? Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> sorry. I made a burner account after the Apple Cup. I can't remember which year it was. The year where he got featured on the broadcast looking sad as fuck. <laughs> uh, I love that picture. At, at Sad Jim Moore. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that was funny. I, I use that every that's, once in a while. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I don't have any burners. I don't think I do that, J-Cap. Cheers to you, sir. Oh, I need oh, to make a burner. It's fun. That'd be a problem. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> I made the sad Jim Moore one to troll Ruth after she blocked me on my two other accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Worthwhile in and of itself. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so let's actually talk a little bit about the Apple Cup. Yeah. Uh, we saw 700 yards, uh, 50 points. Oh, I will say one more stupid tweet. Uh, what was it? At TPR Baseball or whoever was claiming oh my that God. Michael oh Penix my was God. not the best quarterback on the field. Lord have mercy. Um, like yes, because Michael Penix was the one that ran out of bounds on a two point conversion <laughs> and a third down with the ball in the wrong hand. Jesus, he's a troll. That negative. Uh, what? <laughs> Who does that? Just extend the ball. That nonchalant. Hey, Jeremiah Martin gave him a shove, bro. Hey, let let me say something. Andre Bocelli would have scored. Oh that my ball. god. <laughs> That is out of pocket. I don't so, know if I'd go uh, about that far. the about the Apple Cup. What y'all? What were some of y'all's takeaways? What you like? What you didn't like? Etc. Oh, you talking oh, about practice? Come on, <laughs> come on, hey, come on. 
I think, I think to be honest, just kind of watching Wazoo last year, 
and then watching Wazoo this year, how their front, uh, I'm not even going to say their front seven, but I would just say their front four and the way that they attack and their motors, they get loose, you know. Um, I don't know what their TFL rate was or anything like that, but I think they were uh, one of the higher teams in the uh, in the Pac-12. And, I, you know, they got some big names, you know, that can make some things happen. And Troy is pointing at them. You know, Troy is shooting a punch to a shoulder mid-play and then taunting a player. So they so they really they really uh, were, were up. So cold. Bro, that was cold-blooded, oh, bro. They were really up to the task. Obviously, obviously snow, one in, uh, in half, a quarter inch of snow. Troy time. <laughs> bro. That man was bro. playing with his food. Roger Rosengarten balling out too. Henry Banavalu balling out too. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm glad you guys mentioned that. that it could have been a lot worse because uh, penalty. I mean, they had we had one pass interference call that went our way, but like all the other calls went their way. It seemed like uh, we had two turnovers, and I don't think they didn't have any, did they? Like, so like we, they won the turnover battle. Like they're getting the referees on their side. They're converting these fourth and long plays. Like. Everything's going their way, and yeah, they're they're lucky that it wasn't blown up when earlier instead of the last ten minutes of the game or eight minutes of the game. And uh, yeah, last thing I'll say is kind of, kind of what you guys mentioned is the defensive adjustments. The second half was huge, containing Cam Ward, collapsing the pocket more. That that's what they needed to do the whole game, and because they're letting that's that's all he wants to do. I feel like he wants to draw back and then run, and we just contained that better second half. Yeah, to both there. your points, uh, DJ Lake. The defense for as kind of not well as they played in the first half, we outscored them twenty three to six in the second half. That's baller against that mm-hmm. defense. Or, yeah, that that team in their home crowd. And then to your point about bad calls from the ref, let us not forget they didn't even check the hit on Jack Westover. Mm-hmm. Like you talk to me about bad calls of the PI. That that kid didn't see the field the rest of the game, and he absolutely got targeted. And like I think Cam Davis was down when they called. Yes, he was. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and were- the thing about the Westover hit, they can review <laughs> that. They can stop it and oh, review yeah. the play, and they, oh, didn't, yeah. they didn't even do that. Mm-hmm. They can't do that yeah, with the eye. And there was yeah. an obvious fumble that they just blew dead on, like the Cougars oh, part. Yeah. Not to mention, not to mention, yeah, just State, like goes off and says like, "Oh, the PI totally cost us the game." Like, did the PI cause you to give up seven hundred yards? Or the as. <laughs> As our buddy Acrop pointed out, the twenty plus times that Braylon Trice got held oh in that my game. Goodness, I mean, yes, it's well established. You can call holding on every play, but when you hold a player, obviously twenty plus times, you should at least call one. Um, yeah, I'm curious so. what his pass rush uh, win rate was. I guarantee you it was it was top. It was it was top in the country. How many pressures he had? Yeah, fifteen pressures. It was top in the country. Yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty sure he's insane. number one. Yeah, he's number one in the country with the rates. Yeah, pressure rate. Yeah, he was whooping them tackles like this was the first year. Business. It felt like it felt like the Pac-12 refs kind of were willing certain teams to stay in it. Like I always felt they were bad. Yeah, I always thought they were. They, I thought I always thought they were oh, bad. But this year, it was almost like really egregious. Like they were like trying to will certain teams to like stay in it to make good games in a weird way. Like it just really felt odd. I mean, if you if y'all watch the game formerly known as the Civil War, yep, 
the officiating in that game, as bad as it was again, our game with the Cougs, it was so much worse in that game. Like, oh, they yeah. Had, yeah, that they was had some of the worst officiating I've ever seen. I completely the agree. short call um, so on that, that third down run. Yes. His and then the call that, that is yeah. in this conference to say definitively that something's one of the worst games you've ever seen in terms of officiating? It's a bold but move. I, I said it in our, our group chat, our text chat, Michael Mothershed should have retired 10 years ago. That motherfucker... <laughs> He's so I hate that guy awful. so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so it's rare you see a ref whenever he turns his mic on. You know he's gonna say something just terrible. Hey, Squints, did you get to watch it with your family? I know they're all no, kooks. <clears throat> too sick for it. So just uh, watch, watch about myself. Ah, uh, damn. My wife. <laughs> it's tough. <clears throat> What, you, is she a coog or is she like you dub? So, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, I watched it with my father-in-law who has mostly adopted the Huskies uh, and an uncle who is a, uh, a Cougar fan, but uh, I, I took it easy. I, I'm not going to overly do it because sounds we like you were so this game. <laughs> Uh, mostly at that point. <laughs> mostly at that point, but I'm just not going to. Uh, when, when, when you beat the Cougars as often as we do, I don't overdo it in terms of talking shit to them. Yeah. I was in a house that. Is because we expect to win. That's the difference. That's true. There were that, like that 12 it. Husky fans at my house and one Cougar. Felt bad for him, but shouldn't be wearing that red. Yeah, we don't. We don't need culture, it, man. You make more I life choices. On, you got to deal with the outcome. I was saying something on Twitter, like we don't need to plant the flag. Like we don't. We don't need that validation. Well, also, I feel like our flag is permanently planted on the state. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this mines. This, this mines. Yeah, yeah. Flags planted on the state, and uh, for the foreseeable future, what's going to be planted up uh, that team down south's uh, nether parts? <laughs> Might need to use my strong shout, hand. Shout out Jacob Bandis. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, shout out to, to Flipsy. What Jacob do? Yeah. Oh, uh, the the uh, video on Patui's uh, Instagram story where he took the uh, the O and did nefarious things to it. The the gift is circulating on Twitter. I I. I, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I have made mention of that in the past about the things that we could do to their logo when they do the dubs down. But hooligan audio issues. What's up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Heard. <laughs> why does it seem like you're whispering? Oh, shit, what's going on? Did we lose Hooligan again, again? No, I'm here. I turned my camera off. Um, 
Well, yeah, three cheers for my audio issues there. Um, but uh, go ahead, Tugs. Um, after watching that Apple Cup, but I've been thinking this all year, man, I hope Michael Penix comes back because he is so nice. I remember watching him like in Indiana his first couple years, and I was like, dude, this cat is smooth. And then, dude, he's so, so nice. And to go along with uh, what Leo was saying off camera, like how we should have been marketing him way long ago. And, like, I don't know if everyone's seen it, but the Be Like Mike tweet with the video was so sick. Yeah, if he comes back to Penix, like we need to be tweeting Penix for Heisman like every day, a couple times a day on on game day Saturday, you know, four or five times every day on game day Saturdays. Mark the shit out of the chances that Mike comes back. <laughs> 65, 30. 50, 50. Yeah, I, I think it's around something yeah. like that. Did he, did he come? Yeah. Back? I think it says a lot if. Uh what Rome ends up doing because I'm, I'm sure they're all talking and uh sounds like from what I'm reading that Roman obviously Jalen they're both coming back so I would lean to think it, yeah agreed back. which is just which is just ridiculous I mean like I'm incredibly grateful for that uh that's such ridiculously good for us um provided the line does what it did this year and keeps him healthy. I think there's a oh yeah. Out. I mean, you got to replace three yeah. interior starters, but I'm sure you have a lot. But look of at the talent. Away once they see Phoenix yeah. is coming back. Yeah, Jake, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, I the only reason that I feel so confident about Mike coming back is the way that DeBoer was talking about it in the press conference on Monday. Um, he was just he kind of was like, yeah, he could leave, but then he started kind of getting a little long-winded about how, oh, we'd get such a head start with him coming back and kind of laying out the benefits of of him coming back. And um, I don't necessarily think that that means he's coming back, but it felt to me more like these are the things that will happen when he comes back more so than um, maybe. And I think this is the new era of NIL too, where you can bring guys back. Like the, that offensive tackle from, uh, Penn State, like he was supposed yep. to be a top five, top ten pick, and he's coming back next year. Uh, that's something you know. Three years ago was just unfathomable, mm-hmm. but now it's like, hey, if there's opportunities where you can extend your, you know, your your NFL career, your paid career, now through NIL, like it's at least an option now. Mm-hmm. And that's I think crazy. it's particular. Go ahead, Tugs. That's crazy that he's going to be – that guy could have been a 5-10 to 10 first round draft pick. Easy. And and he's coming back. That's insane. But I think particularly what I would say is that I think it's particularly of note in the in the, the kids that can get like uh, at best like second or third round grade but are going to be stars of their college team honestly could end up pulling down more staying in school than they would from an from you know with the i mean what's the average you know i mean yes obviously you get star players that you know stay in the nfl for 10 15 20 years but i think the average nfl players in the league for like a year and a half two and a half years 
three years, something like that. Like, well, it, with NIL is a whole new world, and it and it opens their window. It, it opens these athletes' window for making money earlier in their lives. And that Penn State and, tackle, I mean, that that's a guy who's got great. nothing to prove, right? <clears throat> like he he can go today to the NFL, and and no one would would think twice about it. With Penix, because of his injury history. He actually does probably have something to prove, right? Like, I don't think anyone really doubts his his skill set, his decision making ability. It's all like, you know, they look at his history, and he had four season ending injuries and one healthy one. You know, that's going to drop him down draft boards. At least it's a risk going into the the NFL draft. And if you can put two together and have a great season, yeah. Now you're while you're getting paid, that's a compelling argument for why he could come back i think i think a huge element too is just think thinking about maintaining his health like think about an nfl team thinking about what they would need to invest in in order to keep him healthy you know like you can you can draft the justin fields and be like all right we got a bad old line bro you just want to figure it out you know you can you can do that you know with somebody like that um that doesn't necessarily have that injury history they have you know acl tear i believe but doesn't have that, you know, uh, that history. With, but then look at what. Well, well, oh, you good. To you're your good. point. Sorry to interrupt, but but to to that point, like, and then look at what our own line mm-hmm. did in this system this year mm-hmm. to keep him healthy. Like he had, like he, you know, there were some key conversions that he ran for in this game, and and we talked about the one early in the Oregon game, but that was what a handful of times all year where he had to put himself at risk and like maybe six or seven. Hey. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely. that familiarity and that fun mm-hmm. element too. You know, yep. knowledge, you're a rock star, you know what I mean? And you don't have to worry about the rigors of the NFL. You can still make your money. You're not, you know, you don't have to make a boatload yep. of money while you're in college to, you know, survive anymore. And, um, you know, you got the notoriety from the fans, you know, like you're, you're probably, you know, first or second preseason Maxwell Award, Heisman Trophy, watch list. You know what I mean? Like you just have those accolades and that momentum going into the next year, along with just, I mean, getting familiar with your weapons and stuff. And they're not leaving and, if you come back. So I just don't see. But then the also, too, Montlake really Futures, you know, you know, you, you can now have some big time donors fund, fund these players, man, to be honest with you. So. Um, I think that's a huge part too. And it doesn't have to even with what they opened up within the last week. It doesn't even need to just be big time donors. Yep. People like you know every any anyone and everyone that's listening to this podcast that follows us on Twitter, kick in five bucks, ten bucks when you get a chance, and that's all going to be good yep. things for our athletes. Go ahead, Tugs. Yeah, and it, it just makes sense to these guys, guys to stay, so to stay. they. So they, they're just going to make so much more money for the uh, school if they stay. And I, so I'm in the camp that if I think he's more likely to leave, but I think this Heisman campaign that the school's pushing is for next year in hopes that he'll come back because I don't think he's going to be invited to New York, even though he should be. I think they're like they're too. They they won't rank for half the year, you know, so like there's, it was hard for him to get known. So I think that, that they're, that UW is trying to push this Heisman thing for next year and hopes that he'll come back and be a Heisman candidate at the beginning of the year. And then he'd be talked about all year if they're winning 
And so like that, that can be incentive for him to come back to like, oh, shit, I can, I can be Heisman. I'd be like the, the main focus, like one of the main fo- focus of college football players all next year. So DJ, that's a, that's I big, think that's nail on head, man. Uh, also, too, one thing to notice is that typically when it comes to the marketing and things like that, uh, our athletic department tends to be a tad behind you. And so I think next year oh, yeah, they learn yeah. from the mistakes, they learn from the fans, and they go, oh, shoot, like, we're going to start promoting this from week one. While he's in, while we're playing Tulsa, while we're playing Michigan State, I think it'll already be a campaign versus it being, oh, shoot, we got a Heisman guy? Oh, shoot, let's promote him. You know, so I that. Go ahead, Leah. Let's just assume right now that maybe Mike's going to stay. Who would be the top five players potentially in um, vying for the Heisman? Mike, uh, Caleb, Caleb Steele, yeah, Drake the quarterback North Carolina, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Nick probably, Oregon? probably not. No, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, with Kenny leaving, no, he's gone. Yeah, dilly dilly gone. Um, he gone. Maybe a rich. Uh, I don't know if a rich is um, leaving, but Florida a rich. Yeah, He's going to be back. I don't yeah, know any maybe, like yeah. running backs that may kind of step forward. I mean, is the Michigan running back drafts eligible? Yeah, he, yeah, Blake yeah. Corn. One of the Ohio State yeah, receivers. True, true. Donovan Edwards, yeah. I think he's also too. But you got to think the comp's not yeah. big, bro. I mean, yeah. dude, that mean a dark yeah. horse. Quinn Ewers yeah, from Quinn Texas really with dark horse. Zach Evans. <laughs> Uh, Quinn, you're yeah. uh, so oh, close. Start. Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> Zach Evans is a sophomore. Yeah, the oldest running back. Solid. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, yeah. he'll be back. Wait, so Marvin Harrison Jr. Nah, isn't draft eligible? No. Damn, he's gonna be yeah. so. Good. I don't know, he's, man. I, I'm not. Ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, I'm not even gonna start on him. I don't. I don't. I don't know how much I really see. I think he. It just. It just looks like a fifty-fifty, <laughs> a fifty-fifty ball guy. <laughs> not that he is. I mean, I got. No, I got to watch that him guy. Yeah, I've, I've watched him in man zone. He's, he's. Yeah, I got to see it. I see his instincts sure. at the at catch point. Uh, beyond that, I got to see it. He's yeah, a pro. He can be a pro with two elite skill sets or one elite skill set. You know what I mean? Like we know, we know what Rome kind of lacks and what Rome's good at. You, he, Rome's a pro. You know, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh yeah. There's obviously things oh, I yeah. want to see from certain players yeah. and. Now Marvin makes CJ Stroud look a lot better than I agree. He is most of the time. I agree. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's not a lot of candidates. I think he comes in next year. Uh, he being Penix um, as one of the top guys, at least preseason. Off of yeah, you might even get Jalen Jalen McMillan in Rome preseason, Blitnikoff as well. Not even might, but you'll definitely see that. Yeah. So yeah, he'll be there for sure. Not not outside the Jalen, not not outside the realm of possibility. Man, did you guys see there's man? Did you guys uh, see there's since the final game of the season? There's two hundred plus players in the portal right now. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it really like it's super tough to kind of feel that stuff out, man. Like. A lot of these players were getting hit up before they even entered the portal. 
you know, so they've got a lot of them got their mind made up on one, two, three specific schools. They'll take the offers, they'll take the visits, all that. But a lot of these kids mm-hmm. are getting recruited already, you know, while they're on current rosters. Now, Texas A&M, I don't know if any of kids are getting recruited. I think they just want to leave. It's like the elite kids, though. Yeah, it's not like but, some random guys, like third year junior, you know, second year. So it's like but a freshman are they, transfer. Are they elite, though? That was a five. Like, so if, if you haven't put nothing on the field, you're not elite. Okay. No athleticism. I'm saying like yeah, you're yeah. getting an elite prospect, like to come in into it. your program. Oh, you'd want that, yeah. I mean, but I mean that's yeah. yeah, elite level athlete that that Texas A&M had not done a damn thing with, that and you're going to see that all a bunch yeah, of mold of clay a, that we just had to transform. Man of, I, or from yep. that team down. I think out. you're going to consistently see that. I think you're going to see <laughs> a lot of kids go to commit to programs that they may not ever play at, you know, like a Quinn Ewers type of thing where I'll let me take this quick NIL. Let me get taught by a great quarterback coach for a year or two and then leave and take everything I learned and go play at Tulsa and go get drafted or play at, you know, Liberty and get drafted. You know, I think a lot of kids are over the stigma of this P five stuff, go somewhere one, two years of development with the elite elite players at these high level P fives, top twenty, top twenty five teams, and then boop, I'm I'm gone to somewhere where I can play. Only thing with that though, you only get you're only allowed to transfer twice. <clears throat> so if you transfer to the wrong school a second time, you have to wait till you yeah, graduate. I don't, I don't know how many people yet. are really gonna make. A lot of people are transferring for playing time, so I don't know how many people are gonna make that mistake. I think mm-hmm. people will drop a level before they sit behind anybody again. You know, I think that's just kind of the wave now. And now high school mm-hmm. kids are more so just like, okay, we got to commit to those low-level P5s, now got to go FCS or JUCO. You know what I mean? So I think now you kind of have like that transfer portal is now the the, the the primary recruiting tool. And then it's high school. Oh, it's so. free agency. Yep. Go ahead, Tugs. Once. You can only transfer once. We can transfer once without putting a year. So the second, you have to. So the second, you have the city. Okay. Yeah, you maintain eligibility, but you'd have to shirt, and then you can move on. And then once you move on to that second school the next time you transfer you have to be a graduate transfer otherwise you'd see kids transfer I mean, speaking year. of that i mean i don't know speaking of that but in regards to like our our bowl you know game or our bowl chances obviously ohio state's acting like some suckers <clears throat> but uh what do you guys see kind of from that um potential opponents uh what type of what bowl we'll be in, those types of things. Uh, what type of chance do we stand with any of the top 25 teams? Like, I made that post where I was like, damn, dude, like, we got Tennessee, South Carolina. Like, we got some big-time guys. Like, we could even run into Bama randomly or, you know, stuff like that. So, kind of curious. Good, Leah. Yeah, I just I – I wonder, like – what you guys think if Penn State gets the nut over Ohio State? I've heard rumblings that Ohio State didn't sell all their tickets last year, and we all know that they had some kids some kids sit out of that game. So maybe Penn State would represent that bowl game a little bit better. What do we think that are the chances of that happening? Uh, I was just talking about talking to that with somebody because CJ Stroud was um, 
non-committal about playing in a Rose Bowl if they don't make the college football playoffs. So I think he would actually skip it and go to the league. So we'd be playing a totally different QB. Um, Ohio State secondary is not great. Um, and throughout the year, like even with Northwestern and Penn State, like they needed that fourth quarter to really beat those teams. But if you can punch them in the mouth or stay consistently on the ground, you can dominate the trenches against Ohio State. Um, Penn State would sell that shit out. They yeah. they got a huge oh, – they also have one yeah, of the biggest yeah. fan bases, and they're passionate. And yeah, I don't think they've been but, there for a while. Well, since like 2016, I guess. So I guess yeah. it's not that long. But And then yeah, also, but, though, to Leah's point about guys sitting out, Joey Porter Jr., the corner for all – Yeah, uh, for he Penn just State, declared. said that he's not going to play in, in the bowl game. So, yeah, they yeah. just declared. I mean, right. Your top guys not play anyway. And this is not intended as any disrespect to Penn State, but it would be to me uh, finally us catching a opponent the caliber of who uh, our neighbors to the south have oh feasted on in their Rose Bowl appearance. That Wisconsin team. They I, I feel like both of those both of those teams would probably give us a good game. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they give us a good <laughs> oh, game. Yeah. I'm not saying it would be like, a, oh my god, we we'd walk all over Penn but State. It's That's Oregon not what I'm saying at all. Wisconsin as the third best Big Ten team. <laughs> Yeah, right. Hey, we could hope that Purdue gets the nod. That's right. <laughs> well, well, I do want to say before we start counting our uh, chickens, we we got to have USC pull out the yeah. fight the fuck on. Uh, yep, I'm gonna post my the SC video this week unless there are objections. They've got some holes too in their game, and I think they're. Oh, yeah. Uh, they beat, yeah, they beat uh, Utah. I think it was just by one point, right? Like forty-three. No, yeah. Utah won. Utah won that game. Yeah, they lost. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. USC has something that Utah doesn't That's have. True. That's a healthy quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this game is. Who do you think wins? I agree. I, I also think. I think USC is going to win. USC has vengeance on their mind. I feel like, and they know they have to put on a show to get into that playoff. I think that we're going to see a, a USC. I think they were they were up that game too. Yeah. They were up that game by two or three champion. possessions, and then Utah just kind of stormed were. back. So. Yes, but sir. one of the weirdest mm-hmm. things was the Sugar Bowl it, saying that Kansas State is going to get in no matter what. So, like, that kind of makes me feel weird about Utah. It's like, okay, like, so what are you thinking? TCU losing could mess some yeah, stuff Yeah, but up. I think we still would get, like, TCU in the Rose Eventually. Bowl or something, though. You know? Or not Rose Bowl, but, like, a... No. Like a, no yeah. Rose Bowl is Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I actually think TCU gets in regardless. I don't think they would fall we'll look at four because I think the committee would look at... Uh, I mean, Ohio the record versus I mean, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah they have one loss, but they got fucking bludgeoned uh-huh. at home uh, by Michigan. And you got an undefeated team in TCU. Like, if they do lose to a ranked team, it's like do you drop them. If they, especially if it's close, I don't see them drop now. The top four. I think the top four are pretty much set as long as USC wins. Yeah, yeah it kind of cool. sucks that this year that the two playoff games have bowls that don't have huge tie-ins uh so it's huge with like uh getting into like a new year six bowl if it's not the rose bowl things like that because six yep yeah yep. orange bowl it says ties yeah exactly I, mean, I would have been okay with the cotton bowl if that yeah. had been the, that would have been great for us particularly as we start to build inroads into to texas and a national footprint from a recruiting standpoint so sorry for the rough cut everybody uh but we're going to move on to just talking about uh 
all things happening with the fact that it seems like some explosions are happening to the south of us and it's glorious and funny and uh, schadenfreude hubris all of it leading even to more Oregon tears deliciousness um so certainly flip seasons upon us uh what do y'all think jc come on home. it's it's coming flip flip season is coming we'll see uh if the first one drops here in the next uh few days for for a lot of uh recruiting media outlets it sounds like we we should see one in the next uh calendar week so hopefully fingers crossed as long as one of them isn't uh, our quarterback that's committed. No, no, no. I'm talking about flips to you, Doug. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. But <laughs> flips, <laughs> flips season in general, though. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it, if, if one of the – and I'll, I'll celebrate if one of the, the flips happens from that team that wears green to a different team that wears green that we played and kicked the shit out of at Husky Stadium True. earlier in the season. Yep. Thanks. I... But, uh, I mean, I think – Go ahead, Tugs. No, I was just saying if uh, if Clem goes with uh, Ducks OC, JC could come on home. No, no problem. Come and on home. It's super. It's super uncommon for offensive linemen to leave, but it would make it, it would make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I think flip season at this point is it's going to be one of the f- more fun parts of the off season, uh, just in general, not with our team, but with other teams, just with how cool the portal is kind of allow kids access. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously let's look, we're looking forward to, you know, a nice little flip here. And then like DJ said, we're hoping for, hoping to, to stand pad on, on, on Lincoln Keenholz. Um, got to spend a lot of this, these next couple days showing him a lot of love. Alongside with that yep. local kid, you know what I'm saying? That potentially could be a flip. Show him a lot of love. Um, absolutely. Yeah. As we said last week, just be positive. Like, you know, if, if Lincoln decides to go somewhere else, he's making a decision for himself. Don't take it personal. Don't talk shit about kids on the timeline. That's just not a good look, period. Be positive on the TL. Uh, if you need to bitch to somebody <laughs> via DM, uh, mine are pretty open. Go ahead, Jacob. Uh, to kind of double up on that positive in the TL and also positive on uh, message boards that are accessible by duck fans. I've seen a number of duck fans pulling dogman board posts over the last week where somebody, some of them that we know that are in some of our other GCs that uh, may have not had favorable takes on the kid that we're all talking about to potentially flip to us that they're trying to use negatively against our fan base. So Anywhere that ducks can pull receipts from, I know that we have some members of our our uh, pod group here that are excellent with the receipt pulling. Uh, we don't want any of that happening back to us. Thank you. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> On the topic of uh, flip season, though, I, I, you know the 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 portal. It's not just going after you know before it used to be just going after the guys who were. Uh, verbally committed to other teams. Now, you know, everyone's fair game. Uh, and we we got a little bit of that last year when we had a DoorDash driver that got recruited down to, to Oregon. Uh, you know, that, that, that hurt us a little bit. But 
you also got to call out like the great job that this coaching staff did. Brand new coaching staff came in and, and held the core of the team together. And now, you know, in Oregon, those those Oregon fans were very happy to, to talk about how much better their deliveries were going to be in Eugene. Uh, but now that they get the, the, the other foot, right? Like the shoes on the other foot now. So good luck, good luck holding the, uh, uh, both the recruiting class and your team together while you have UW poaching, you know, and, and all the other, uh, uh, really programs across the country. So, you know, what goes around comes around. Yep. Uh, That's how you feel, bro. A a great musical. (laughs) Jay Cap and Leo, you guys are going to appreciate this reference. Hey, Oregon. Hey, Nike. Bend over. I'm going to show you where the shoe fits. (laughs) My guy. guy. It fits in the middle of the O. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, when you do look at Oregon, I mean, they've they've got some challenges right now right like they they're they lost their offensive coordinator uh from the who's rumors start there was for them yeah in, say the, it again. in the bowl game yeah who's gonna start a quarterback for them in the bowl game they got their Nobody? they got their, their walk-ons their top quarterback who might be leaving to the draft early they got their backup who's currently supposedly visiting lsu they got their third stringer who just went to the portal today and they've got i think two Two walk-ons. They Oregon may not have a a quarterback, and and the and their aforementioned incoming recruit that may flip to Michigan State. Yeah, uh, and, and they also have the problem of their 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 best young head coach in college football, who's supposed to be a defensive savant, and their defense got torched. Yeah, all year long, and the offense carried them, and their offense. I will. I will. I will kind of you know throw some resistance at that and just say that that is a team that will throw bags at people to be good. I wouldn't even say to be good, but at least to be above 500. So I think that, you know, the, the game's not over yet. Um, yeah. You know, in regards to that, they still got a solid 23 class. They're still probably going to build good, good high school classes, things like that. I don't know how long Landon's going to be around for that, but they're still going to recruit well. So they're always going to be a player. And obviously with USLA and um, UCLA, you know, dashing, I would just think kind of the projection of the conference, if it kind of remains intact, obviously add SDSU and maybe one other team. But, you know, we are in a, a prime position to compete in whatever freaking conference we want to be in. You know, you know, re- regarding Oregon yep. or not, you know, like we're in a prime position to compete at a high level, whether we're in the Big Ten or we're in the Pac-12. Pac-12, we're going to be the cream of the crop. Um, obviously, with all these grassroots grassroots efforts in regards to recruiting and things like that, you know, not having to be a flash in the pan type of um, um, coaching staff, those types of things. So, I'm not too concerned. Even if they do decide to get their shit together down there, like I, I'm not too concerned about you know the, the outlook of you know them kind of being a thorn. Yep. Well, and and big big applause to everybody that was and and credit you know to big and biggest applause to Kayla DeBoer. Uh, congratulations on the extension. We are very, very happy to have you. Congrats to Ryan Grubb on his extension. Uh, that is fabulous news for Washington. Go ahead, Leah. I would just like to point out as maybe a bigger troll than squints, which is hard to do. Oh. Our offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb, saying that we are 9-0 at home because he counted Austin and Martin Stadium as home wins. So 
Hell yes, sir. Yes. Uh, Kaylin and Jen give that man a, like, whatever he wants, basically, sure sort of, like, if it's a, a cent less than Kaylin's making. Just, I mean, yes, and I know he wants to be a head coach, and I wish him well on that endeavor, but let's keep Ryan Grubb at the University of Washington as long as fucking possible. Can we please... That was beautiful. Can we please add buyout clauses to our coordinator? Yes. Have we not? Yes. I actually... Sure. I, I reply... Buyout clauses for all of our assistants, for that matter. Hey, Cap, do you know if we have buyout clauses? No? Yeah. We did not in the, in the past. Back, Coach, you know. K, Coach K. Coach K didn't have one when he went to Texas. Yeah, yeah we, if Coach K didn't have one. Well, I mean, we did for Junior Adams because Oregon paid for it. <laughs> Half a mil. That's wild. Thanks again, Dix. <laughs> How the hell did we not have one for Coach K but for Junior Adams? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'd rather get checks from Oregon than Texas true. if I'm getting honest. True. 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 Fuck both schools. I hate them. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Tell us what you really feel, DJ. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> uh, so, recruiting wise, I mean, I think obviously we think you know, I think we've started to talk about it already. That flip season's upon us. Transfer portal is going to be crazy. You've got to be crazy to think that this offense uh, is not going to be very, very, very attractive. Uh, at any number of positions, uh, the defense, there's going to be some playing time with some graduating departures. You're going to see probably, uh, we didn't talk about it earlier when we were talking about the early departures, but uh, uh, I don't think Praylon Trice has much left to prove. I, I think that uh, no one would judge him for taking what he's done this year and saying, I'll take those in the, the NFL money. And, and if he gets a less than a second round grade, I'd be shocked. Um, but uh but I, I think a lot of positive momentum to head into the 2024 yeah. meeting, the, the meat of the 2024 cycle. What do you guys, or what does everybody think? You got your, to, uh, say guys exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> you got your, Sorry, Leah. Uh, uh, December big official visit weekend coming up mm-hmm. on the ninth. I know we've got a couple guys that are committed right now that are planning to visit on that weekend. We got a couple Juco guys that are planning to visit up on that weekend. Um, so yeah, lots of potential for um, for some positive energy with the program, especially if we get announced for Rose Bowl here in uh, what four or five days, something like that. Um, it will be pretty sick to be able to recruit those kids with the uh, the impending bowl berth uh, in a New Year's Six game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, lots of lots of positive energy and momentum, especially, like you said, Hooligan with uh, DeBoer and Grubb getting extensions, uh, and then a bowl announcement, and then uh, signing day, and just keep the ball rolling, obviously, the Penix for Heisman stuff. Um, so a lot of, lot of positive energy with the program right now that we got to keep it keep it moving. Yeah, I think with 2024, I think, don't we have Jackson Jones uh, on the fr- in the front seven kind of committed still? And, uh, and Landon, and Landon Bell. Bell. So, I think that's a great start. Obviously, somebody like Jackson and Landon, you you know, they're going to be their recruitment's going to heat up. So you got to hold on to those types of players. But one thing that you know, I understand the approach of this staff. You know, is relentless, and you've essentially given you know. Luckily, we have we're going to have a, a, a high level bowl game, but you've essentially given a month for this staff to kind of go out there and um, treat the way that they've been treating the preparation for these games. Um, they get to treat recruits that way now. You know, they get to like prioritize recruits. 
Um, and I don't know if you've seen that, that, that press conference with, uh, Ryan Grubb just recently, but just the way that he talks, man, it's just like, there's so much ownership, um, in the process and, you know, and, and with the details and things like that. So that just provides me a lot of confidence, um, specifically on offense. Um, and then on defense, we'll have a lot, there'll be a lot to kind of see in regards to, you know, who, uh, these coaches and if they got a lot of pull or whatnot, but you give them a month to formulate a plan, formulate a game plan, have somebody like Courtney Morgan um, develop your board for you, um, pitch Ron, pitch, pitch Ron McKeefrey in regard to development to families and things like that, man. I think, you know, it's going to get real, real different for us in, on the recruiting trail. But we're, we're not going to notice the types of players that commit to our school, whether in the portal, you know, or uh, in high school. So I would say just for the fans, like really, really just kind of watch out for, a change in tone in regards to the type of player and where the players are from, uh, the type of player that we're going to end up getting yep. um, in our program. Yep. Well, and we also have, did forget the uh, what, uh, based on the personality and everything I've seen, is going to be one of the big catalysts of this class that is also already committed, and that's EJ. We got our quarterback. Ooh, yes. We got our quarterback for 2024. I don't know how I, I missed that one, but yes. Okay. It's He's late. A, it's late. It's snowing. We've been having a good time chatting about all the things going on with Husky football. Go ahead, Skowinski. Skowinski, go ahead. Oh, he's on mute. My bad. Oh. Yeah, I just wanted to add on to what uh, Hood was saying about the, the portal stuff. I mean, uh, I think it was a year ago yesterday that Kalen was hired. And you look at the types of people that he was able to pull super late. I mean, imagine you, you're you're having your introductory press conference, and then you're like, "All right, I got to build this team. I got to go get guys in the portal." He's pulling guys like Talapapa from uh, uh, Virginia, right? Like, there's these guys do their homework. They're not afraid to go and find the right guy who's going to fit into this program. You know, and Talapapa was ended up being a captain for us, right? Uh, He's Cam, Cam Bright, Bright yeah. a good pickup too, Chris even Mole though from, well, from but... uh, Southern Florida. Uh, you know, I think the the people that they're going to get are going to surprise us, and you know, sometimes be some of those under under the radar guys. But these guys will do their homework and they will kick every tire out there. The eval on Chris Mole was, a great was ridiculous, man. Like. You're talking to somebody who had 100-plus tackles, a bunch of TFLs, intercept, had a killer 2019 season and just ran into some Michael Penix type type of yep. situations. And, you know, you saw the way he came on strong as a rotational player beginning about Oregon State. You know, he was probably our best, uh, our best linebacker since the Oregon State game and still didn't yep. really technically start. So um, just having that depth. Mm-hmm. And I think also, too, just one thing that Inch pointed to, I think leading up to the Wazoo game was they played three, four, five, six bodies at inside linebacker or at linebacker. So in regards to recruiting, you can tell a freshman like Devin Bryant, like Jordan Whitney, we're going to get you involved in the game plan, whether that's special teams or whether that's a couple snaps on defense. So imagine, and that's freshmen, you know, imagine what we'll do with guys with experience. Like Chris Mole was linebacker three, four. You know what I mean? So we have a lot of uh, available spots open, a lot of available minutes. You look at wide receiver, you look at D-line, D-tackle, how we 
um, rotate a lot of those guys in. Um, so I think it's just going to mm-hmm. be, I think our, our resume and the film we put out uh, this season in regards to just like the hockey lineups we had, I think that's really going to resonate, you know, amongst the recruiting on, on well, I'll say on the recruiting trail. And that is very difficult to do. Um, I think this staff was balancing a lot of like future prospects while they were still trying to maintain their current team, but you were able to showcase everything to your 2023 and 2024 recruits this year and win 10 games. Those guys are fucking impressive. This staff is fucking impressive. Like we didn't need a bunch of wide receiver transfers, a Blitnikoff transfer in. We didn't need any of that. We didn't need Troy, uh, 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 Travis Dye to come in. Already was first team Pac-12. Austin Jones, we didn't need that. You know, we just had dudes who were meticulous about the job, um, took it personal. Grub is talking about, oh, yeah, I got a couple more years at OC, even though I'm probably kind of ready to be a head coach. I got a couple more years at OC because I want to be the best fucking OC. And I bet you Nick Sheridan feels that way. I bet you Courtney Morgan feels that way. I bet you all of them feel that way. So that's what makes me super. Jamarcus, that Jamarcus. makes me feel so excited about going to this offseason. Jamarcus wants to be the best receiver Shit, out of the I, country. You damn straight. Might already be, so, but. I'm really appreciative to be put in the situation that that we kind of are as fans and then kind of having that outlook on, on recruiting yep. as well. What year is Mole again? He's a senior. He's, he's, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone, yeah. I mean, that, that's perfectly fine. Speak, speaking of him, though, like he was like our third string linebacker and he had more tackles than Justin Flo. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like, Damn. That, that, that flow going the wrong way. <laughs> to me, that's the thing that illustrates the point that to me is the most confusing about recruiting is like your roster spots don't change, but the mix of who you get in the portal versus who you recruit, yep. like that math has to change and you have to think about your strategy differently. So I think that's where like you pull a guy from UAB transfer, he ends up with more tackles as a third string linebacker. And this is like, yeah, this is partly to throw shade at Oregon too, but it illustrates the point like, you you have a five star in high school who can who comes in and is whatever right and we can pull a guy from the portal that's no problem right like and he comes in he has more tackles he's more productive right like you have to factor that in so i don't know the it, it's super interesting to me i feel like i would it would suck to be a high school kid right now because you have to be thinking like the spots you know they're there and then they're not there right the portal is open and People are looking to jump, right? You're not just competing with other five stars. You're competing with other productive Exactly. Players. And shout yeah. out to all of the Oregon fans that are like, oh, it'll be all better when Danny, Dan Lennon get his, gets his guys in there and they get more talent. It's like, you guys have the total team composite number seven ranked roster in the country. It's not a matter of talent. It's a matter of fucking coaching. Go ahead, Jacob. Just to kind of go off of what FMAC was saying there. Uh, I can't remember which media guy it was that put it out, but we're talking about how uh, for a lot of high school kids, you think signing days on the 21st, be better commit before December 5th when that portal opens up. Uh, if you want a spot on one of these teams, you got to get that because um, these guys are going to be taking those spots. I mean, Courtney Morgan tweeted a couple days ago, mm-hmm. Christmas time and, and put the little winky face with the presents and everyone was wondering what that was about. But I mean, I think it definitely makes sense that he's talking about this portal is about to open up and it's going to be fucking wild out there and as far right as now is there an award like outside of maybe you i mean outside of usc because it's usc is there a more attractive school in the conference to kids that want to go with somewhere and win no 
and like being in the city, want to play meaningful the football, particularly on the offensive side nope. of the ball. And you can damn Not sure bet that you're going to start chance. to see a transition. You're going to start to see a transition in a lot of how these recruiting rankings work and a lot of those numbers and shit. Because a dude that might be a, a Justin Flo might transfer somewhere, and then now he's going to be considered a three-star. And it's like, well, did that team composite matter in the past, or did that? So I think you're going to start to see a lot more murkier elements because of, obviously, NIL, but a lot of that yep. uh, portal action as well. They're, they're very good. Yeah, great call. They're, a lot, they're, they're really behind in, in this transition. They've been behind for a while, man, and I've been trying to, like, put a point on it. And force them to change, make it a ten star thing. So there's more variables in the middle, something. But like five, and it's just it's corny. But anyway, invalidating kids' grinds and yep. mental uh, capacities because you're athletic—that's crazy. And, and seven on and quarterbacks and receivers getting evaluated for seven on seven. Yeah, we got to stop doing that. <laughs> getting some kids that are getting way, way too overhyped based on underwear Olympics. Yep. Uh, all right. Anything else that we want to chat about tonight? Or, yeah, uh, the only thing I'll, and, I'll uh, uh, end with from, from me is uh, Courtney Morgan put in some work. And I know he's uh, up you. late doing a whole bunch of stuff for us. So I'm excited to see. Yeah. Courtney, we see you and Big appreciate facts. you. Hey, and then all I'll say, man, is... You know, that's a as you know, the staff and stuff. I appreciate all you guys for, you know, the effort into the pod and then also too, just, you know, being on Twitter and, and all the effort that you guys put into making the uh, you know, creating relationships, networking, and then on top of that, making that whole uh, you know, that whole niche, I guess, super fun, super engaging. Um and and we're also, you know, to be honest, like we're we're doing a lot of community engagement. You know what I'm saying? Like I've met a bunch of people this year just off the strength of, um, you know, the hood Husky stuff. And that shit's been awesome, man. You know, so for sure. And Good idea. <laughs> this week, yeah, yeah, this week, yeah. Leah, you're on mute. Uh, yeah. I can't even say it. Leah, you're on mute. Sorry, I had a kid in here. I just wanted to throw it out there that, you know, a lot of us, I know I did, thought maybe the season was over in Tempe. Man, that was a terrible loss. We're still talking about it. Let's be honest. But the podcast is over, but the season isn't ever over. Exactly. But like, I mean, it really felt like we tanked our season in the desert and, you know, barring a miracle in Vegas and USC flopping on their butts, which is possible, but unlikely, we are looking very likely to be in Pasadena, which very few of us would have thought that was possible back in September and October. So really big shouts to the staff for never losing the faith for always convincing our kids that there's something to play for, because that, that was a very demoralizing moment for probably the team and for certainly the fans. And so I'm super happy to be sitting here talking about not only going to like smell roses in Pasadena, but we went three and O against our Pacific Northwest rivals in year one, you guys like let's party. Yup. Yup. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, covering the season with you. We'll be back soon, maybe next week to talk other matters. We'll see what happens with, December yep, 5th yep. and, and other things, but uh, stay tuned. 
Uh, we definitely, DJ, we've talked about this. We need to talk about men's basketball. Leah, uh, we need to have you come back for a guest appearance to talk about the women's program that we yep. uh, chatted a little bit about on the pre-show. Uh, they are currently uh, undefeated. Uh, beat Seattle U again. Oh, did we drop one somewhere? No, we, we lost on the day that the Huskies beat the Cougs in the Apple Cup. And that oh, was just uh, I was willing to make. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but but they 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 did uh, hold down the the city and and beat Seattle U tonight. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling. Thanks for listening. Go, go dogs. dogs! Go dogs! Get to Alaska Airlines Stadium go and go support the men's basketball team and the women's basketball team. No excuses. Yeah. Yep. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Go dogs. Heck yeah! Heck hell, yeah. hell yeah! In go some dogs. Tims. Ha, 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 ha.